Okay, we are live. Welcome everybody to Ed Up Ed Tech Talks. My name is Holly Owens. And my name is Nadia Johnson, and we're your hosts. And we are super pumped tonight um, here out on the East Coast, but our guests are out on the West Coast. <laughs> we have Catherine Grill, who is a CEO of Neoth, and we have Kenny Thomas, who does tons of different things besides being a former NBA player. They are here tonight to talk to us about in this afternoon about mental health. This is a very important topic. Welcome on into the show, Catherine and Kenny. Thank you for being here. Ladies first. Oh, <laughs> thanks. Come on, Catherine. You know this already. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be back for the third time on your podcast. Yeah, we're, Man, we're like I'm old really... friends now. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, thank you, ladies, for having me. I'm looking forward to chopping it up with you today. Yes, 100%. So we definitely want to know, I could sit here and give great introductions about both of you. You both have tremendous bios, but I want you to tell the audience about you. So tell us about yourself, your journey into where you are now. Um, give us all the details. All right. I know Kenny's going to say ladies first. So <laughs> yeah, I'll, go, I was say, I'll just be quick. <laughs> I'll be quick because I've already been on here and I'm so excited for Kenny to share his yeah, story. But you're going to help me be able to think of some stuff that. <laughs> <laughs> um, gosh, you know, long story short, I was somebody who always grew up. I grew up a little bit outside of Manhattan in New York uh, in a low income family. There was really serious mental illness and the inability to access proper health care. So that was something that got me interested in mental health and trying to figure out how could we make the system better. So I went to school, I became a therapist, I worked in patient care for a little bit, but pretty quickly found that the good care was given to the people who could afford it. And that just didn't sit right with me. So I wanted to figure out, you know, how do we get over some of these huge care inequities that we have in the mental health system? I went back to school, I did my doctorate in neuroscience, and I wanted to learn how to build and validate um, new evidence-based, you know, health interventions that just made things more accessible for people. So long story short, I got into adolescent health. I was doing NIH research, these big clinical trials, and my kids kept asking for digital because that's where they were. And about six years ago, I moved out to California. That's where I am now. I'm in LA and wanted to see what we could do with technology to make healthcare more accessible. And we ended up building NEA. Great story. And you're so right about that access to mental health and resources. And sometimes it feels like we don't have the access that we need to help us and support us in some of these. Life is very much trials and tribulations to get through, especially the youth um, of, you know, the world. Absolutely. And kind of also helping to get rid of that stigma because there's there's so yeah. much. Yeah. Um, and I think that's super important. Okay, Kenny. <laughs> Your turn, Kenny. <laughs> Breaking that cycle is huge, um, especially coming from a minority perspective. Um, I'm from Douglasville, Georgia. Um, I was I was raised military. I was able to go to a couple of different places. I was able to go abroad um, from like five to eleven. I lived in Germany, um, but then my dad came back to the states and. Um, we, we ended up in El Paso, Texas, and there's a lot of different challenges and a lot of different things growing up from my perspective, being an only child and being, um, in a situation to where I have to travel and leave my friends and different things like that behind and then start all over that, that was a huge, 
um, it had a huge effect on me, especially when it comes to a mental health component. Um, and then being able to go to college and play basketball, people think it's easy, but it's really not. And then being blessed to be able to go to the NBA and, and stay in the NBA for 11 years, it, it, it was a hard grind. And there was a lot of mental aspects that I wish I would have had Catherine's app to be able to um, cope with different things. And hearing her talk about all the different ways that her ha- that her app, Neil, has affected so many different people, not with just kids. I felt like this is a great opportunity for me to be able to partner up with her, um, try and create opportunities for more kids, especially in markets where I have a significant visibility, um, like New Mexico, because I played college ball there. And then Sacramento now, I work for NBC Sports California and I do TV and um, Houston, trying to go there. And then at the same time, probably creeping to Philadelphia, another place that I um, played. But being able to be a part of this and 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 continue to spread the knowledge and it's okay to talk about mental health because there's not a lot of people that are comfortable with it. I know I wasn't and I and I'm still adjusting myself to this day. Yeah, I think we all are and definitely in, in it, it take it took a toll on country when we talk about COVID and the mental health. I think it's you know, release some of that stigma because of what happened to us with the pandemic. But also, too, it's it is very difficult to be comfortable in yourself and, you know, talk about different things that have happened in your life. But I think that's where the human connection lies. And what mm-hmm. Neo does is really, you know, brings out the best in people, but it also gives you that support and you, you don't feel like you're alone. You know, you have yeah. that support. Yeah, absolutely. So you kind of talked a little bit about your journey, um, but can you give the audience a little bit of an overview of Neil and kind of like what the app does um, for for users? She could go on forever with this. Yeah, I put a link in. So yeah, be careful what you ask. Uh, I put a link in the chat too, so people can go out to the website and check it out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, so Nadia, like I said, I was working in, I was at Children's National's Pediatric Hospital in DC, and I was working with lots of teens, and they kept asking for digital. So I was really interested in getting their perspective. Instead of just being kind of the doctor and coming in and saying, you know, this is what you need, it's like kind of asking the kids, what would work well for you? And that's really how Neil was built. We've had about 500 young people now work with us and co development and making content for the app and all these different things. And what we decided to build together, was a self-guided mobile app. And it does a couple of things, but there's a lot of educational content about mental health because we know they're going on their phones, they're searching social media and like YouTube and other stuff. So we want Neo to be a place where they can search and get their questions answered. There's a lot of stigma reduction. So there's people like Kenny, there's so many young people, they're sharing their experiences with mental health and we just know how important that is and that makes you feel less alone. And then there's a lot of different life skills, um, things built by therapists so they can build up, you know, emotional awareness, better communication skills, healthy relationships, all of that. So it's really a self-guided journey. We personalize the content for them. And then we also have an AI system that can do crisis monitoring, which is really awesome, and flag kids who are struggling and connect them right away to a crisis counselor. I love that crisis piece of it and and incorporating the AI uh, in that situation because if if things are happening and, or somebody's typing something or there's something out on social media, cause we, you know, 
I'm not saying we're old, <laughs> but we didn't really have to deal I'm with not. social media. We didn't have to deal with social media back in our day. Back in, you know, we had the phones with the, the put the minutes on the phones, no texting, that kind of Ooh, stuff. Remember yeah. the dial? You remember the? Oh, yeah. The turn, spin the around, around the phones. <laughs> Catherine's like, what? <laughs> no, she don't know I grew up is. with my grandparents and my grandma had that phone, so I know exactly yeah, what you're I'm talking not. about. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh my bad, Nadia. Really... I should have said you. <laughs> <laughs> so it's really great you're meeting the the learners, the students, the you know anybody where they're at in life, and I just yeah. love that about the app as well. And then incorporating the AI, not being afraid of that to you know identify those crisis type situations. Um, yeah, it's, I'm a it's personalized really cool. learning person, so anything exactly. that exactly to the user and is like personalized, oh. I'm because everybody's needs are totally different. And I think when we can tap into every every user, every person, at least some, in some capacity, that's awesome. A hundred percent. I mean, I like you see the, this. Uh, Go ahead, Kenny. No, I was just going to say, <laughs> I like the fact that you're able to do it within your own privacy to where there's not oh, anybody yeah. around to where you can feel comfortable expressing and doing whatever you need to do. Yeah, That's all I was yeah. going to say. Now, well, take huge. it over from an educated perspective, <laughs> Kathleen. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, no, I mean, you all should be salespeople. I mean, you just said it all, but I think you hit on a couple big things, definitely being able to do it in the privacy of your home, because we know that there's so much that happens before, you know, a young person would walk into my office as a therapist. And a lot of that is digital and that, you know, they're not comfortable just, oh, I'm struggling. I'm going to talk to an adult. I'm going to walk into the therapist's office. So being able to have that kind of stepping stone to clinical care is so important. And that's really what this can be. And not having it disjointed, I think there's so many different things in the behavioral health system that are just fragmented, um, especially when you think about things like SEL and these self-guided, you know, mental health curriculum is not connected to clinical services. But that's the perfect way to identify kids who are struggling before the point of a crisis and then connect with them so something bad doesn't happen. So having that kind of integrated systems and connecting the, we call the tier one, tier two, and tier three supports, so like prevention, clinical, and crisis services I think that that's really a key component to what we do. Absolutely. And whatever she know, just said. Yeah. Plus one. <laughs> Plus <Right>. one. <laughs> so Kenny, you talked when we were in the, we were in the waiting room, you talked a little bit about your ties to, you know, Mexico. Um, can you tell us a little bit more about the various like organizations and things that you work with around New Mexico oh and in Sacramento? Goodness. I know, I know. It's a podcast. We we can have yeah. a conversation. You can you can be lengthy. It's all good. We <laughs> want to hear about it. That's why you're here. It's it's okay. Where do I start? Um. Well, when it when it comes to New Mexico, this is my foundation. This is kind of like where everything kind of started. Um, especially from the age of like twelve and on, to where taking basketball to the whole next to the whole next level was being put in place because I was a part of an AAU team um, that we were on a national level and, and, and being able to come out of my shell um, at such a young age, playing on a, a significant high level um, and against some like amazing guys that are like in, that I ended up playing against in the NBA has been unreal. Um, and right now in New Mexico, it's always been like one of those things that's been a passion for me is giving back. Um, the way I was raised, you you have to give the one you have to give back because you're supposed to. 
And then two, in order to receive any more blessings, you have to give back. That's the, those are a couple of models that I try and follow. And I just do it just to give most of the time anyway, to where I'm not necessarily receiving something. Um, right now, I'm on the board for ALS New Mexico. I mean, I'm not a, on the board. Excuse me. Let me rephrase that. I'm actually an ambassador for Make-A-Wish New Mexico. Um, so I do some things with them when it comes to raising money. Um, I'm on the board for the University of New Mexico Black Alumni chapter, which is um, us helping the black alumni. And you don't have to be black, of course. Obviously, if you're an alumni, you can be associated with the um, university chapter. Um, that's been two years. I was on the board for ALS for two years. I'm not on the board for ALS anymore. Um, there's a lot of different things that were being done in New Mexico as far as like that whole disease and the muscles and all that. And I, I was happy to be a part of that. Um, just had uh, a golf tournament for the Boys and Girls Club up north um, where it's an underserved community and it's not as big as Albuquerque. So I went up there. Um, it was through a senator of mine, Senator Leo Mijo, who's a good friend of mine, and he's from Española, and he was actually um, a cheerleader at the time when I was playing at UNM. So we got to reconnect, and and and, and kind of we're just building this relationship and like connecting um, me with different um, community um, uh, community people programs that we think is that fits with my brand um, mm -hmm. um, and promoting different things. And I'm also on the African-American chamber here for the state of New Mexico. I'm on that board. Um, but there's, there's this variety of different things that I have going on. And there's always multiple people trying to come at me and wanting me to do stuff in the community. And then majority of the time I just do it, especially if it fits in my schedule. And yeah, those are some of the things I do here. But and let me add this city year, Sacramento, I'm on that board. So I do some stuff in Sacramento as well when it comes to the kids. And um, Catherine, um, we're, we're doing some stuff with Neil in city year right now. And city year is an organization that does stuff with kids as far as housing and some other stuff as well. Well, you're you're one of the humans is the, the reason I started this podcast is the way that you're giving back and mm -hmm. wanting to tell people's stories because I don't think enough people's stories are, are told and how they got to where they're at mm -hmm. and how, you know, especially when we're talking about mental health and how we connect as humans through the trauma that we've been through yeah. and what that looks like. So thank you for giving back and doing that within your communities that you're involved in. We love, we love what you're doing. And I've read a lot about you since we, first heard oh, you were coming you. on the show so thank you for that and sharing that thank you yeah so, I, I i try to i try to attack the places where i played because i have a brand there and then absolutely here in new mexico the nice thing about it is we got colorado we still got texas right there and we have like yep. arizona so if i'm able to branch off and do things and and, and just kind of stay in the forefront of the areas that have done so much for me um and then just trying to build those up yeah. But the sports part of me is trying not to ask you sports questions because Just I love me. sports. Go ahead. I know. No, I'm not not yet. I'm, I'm gonna wait a little it. bit longer. <laughs> I was in the I was in the queue this morning. I'm a huge Orioles fan. 
Um, and I was in the queue this morning for about an hour trying to get playoff tickets. And I managed to secure two to the ALDS and the ALCS. So I am <laughs> pumped. I am so pumped. But I'll, I'll ask you, I'll wait to ask you questions. We really, we really, this isn't about me. This is about, you know. Yes, it is. This is your podcast. <laughs> talking about mental it's health. It's both of you guys, Nadia um, and Holly's podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Even though it's not named that. <laughs> no, no, we, we're just we're we're just in, we're not in the title. We're not in the title. But it really like as a as a former athlete and seeing what you all are doing and what you're bringing together, um, it's really uplifting. So thank you. Yeah. Oh yeah. And and since you since Holly kind of prefaced bringing together, I'm kind of interested to know how did this co- amazing collaboration happen? Like, how did you guys meet up? How did you guys collaborate on this? Um, can you give us a little bit of the the story behind that? We're head stud. I'm smart. I allow the women to talk. I'm smart. <laughs> you got to figure it out, Kenny. You got to figure it out. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it was just, I think, kind of like, right time and we're both I think looking I'll let Kenny speak to what he was looking to do as far as mental health stuff but we had a mutual consultant who was kind of working for both of us and one of the big things you know again being a clinician kind of coming from healthcare there were so many people who were falling through the cracks and it's usually the most vulnerable people who aren't getting access to healthcare through health systems so I feel like for so long we've kind of thought as mental health is like this black box like it's it's within the system you can't do it in the community you can't do it in other ways so that's something I've always been really interested in in my career is like how can we make this more accessible how can we reach people in new and innovative places where they feel more comfortable talking about mental health so the schools has always been one we've done a lot of work with me from the schools to reach the kids again before the point of crisis Um, And sports, I think, is huge because you're reaching a lot of people, especially young men, in ways that you might not otherwise reach them. So this consultant we're working with was like, hey, I know this guy. Uh, He's interested in some mental health. I think you should just talk. He's very charming. He's very charming. (laughs) Just talk. Um, And then, yeah, I don't know. Kenny, you you can take it from there. Yeah, it was. it's me still trying to follow my path, which comes down to giving back, right? And I have a platform to do that. and. Being able to come into a situation where Catherine has laid out all the foundation, here I am just trying to come in and use my brand to help support her um, and then just continue the mission. And the mission is always trying to um, get people involved and feel comfortable with expressing yourself, especially when it comes to mental health. Because if you don't, you never know where you're going to end up. And being able to be comfortable within yourself and expressing those, I think that's key. And if I'm able to touch somebody, um, even if their parent tells a little kid, hey, that this guy played basketball, if I'm able to touch somebody, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm good with that as well. That's awesome. You say it so casually. You were in the NBA yeah, for man. 11 years. That's... I mean, I... <laughs> I, 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 I have some dream. basketball. Kenny, I play some <laughs> basketball when I go outside and try to play with the, you know, the younger kids on the street and they school me. I People, please do not listen to her. I am the most <laughs> humble person ever. And, you and, are. And, yeah, you and, are. Thank you. And, you and I, I still have dreams and Especially with me doing NBA games now, um, this is going to be my third year doing TV. It doesn't, 
it doesn't seem real that I did that when I'm actually watching it. Yeah. Like, the, all the hard work and everything paid off, and I was able to provide for my family, and I'm still able to now, and it's been it's been good to me. But now, it's a different story. It's a different chapter in Kenny's life to where I need to help others. Uh, I used to entertain, but now it's different. So if I can open up some doors to get this mental health app going, um, I'm going to do it. Absolutely. And I, I, I think that's so amazing. I'm just, so, I'm so like enamored with you and Catherine, I talked to her. I was like, Oh my gosh, I'm so nervous. She's like, Kenny is oh my wonderful. Goodness. He's about so what? chill. Um, I, I mean, I just, I've never interviewed like a person of your stature. Oh, I guess seriously? You say. Are you kidding yeah. me? We need to change that. <laughs> Yeah, we do. We absolutely I mean, do. We are now, but we need to change that we more. We are. You're the first, so we're happy to have you here. And Thank one you. of the things I was, the questions I was going through my head and thinking about this as a, as a like a former athlete myself is, and you being at the level of the NBA and the pressure and the practices mm-hmm. and the playoffs and the championships and uh, the the money and the sponsorship. And all the different things that you have to deal with when you're coming, you start out in these these rec leagues, and then you go all the way up to the NBA. Yeah. How does that impact your mental health, and how do you manage that? It was hard. It was hard because I didn't think I was good enough to go to college. And then next thing you know, I have a great summer before my senior year, and all these colleges come out, North Carolina, UConn, all the big schools. and. Here I am in little New Mexico, and I'm playing in a high school game, and they've never televised a local high school game in the whole state. And I'm playing against one of my best friends, A.J. Bramlett, who ended up going to Arizona, and I went to New Mexico. Then we ended up playing against each other in college. And then I decided to stay here in New Mexico, and it it was a state championship game, 18,000 people for a high school game. I'm like, I need to stay right here. And then I ended up getting 18,000 people for every game. And then they created dots around the arena for like standing room only. It was unreal. And just from a mental perspective, like, I didn't think I was good enough for college. I'll go back to that. And then once you get there, it's like, hey, I can do this. So it's a matter, I think it's a matter of tricking your brain to where don't, don't tell yourself you can't. I can't do this. And as being a professional athlete, I got to the point when somebody told me I couldn't do something, I even wanted it more. So it's the same mm-hmm. thing now in business. Um, it's, it's, it's impacting me so much because I'm so competitive. If somebody tells me one, no in one door, I'll go open up two or three more doors. So yeah. I think that's been hard. I mean, that's been a growing process for me because I think it was a mental um component to where I just wasn't confident enough. And I think I think this app will allow you to be more confident to where you know you can do certain things because I'm like what, like two percent, three percent of of this nation to a certain extent to where you get a chance to go to the NBA. Yep. So. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um and, I was I was it's it's just so it's just so amazing that somebody who's 
done what you've done and it's giving back the way that you're giving back but how comfortable it is to, to be in this space and talk in this space about mental health i i think we don't talk about it enough to be honest with you, you. Know. i think it's something and that's one of the things that we wanted to discuss here is the stigmatism around it and especially i could think at a level of you know any sort of professional league the stigma when players you know i've known it's been in the news a few like nfl players or people taking breaks because of mental health issues and i hear people feel like what are they doing or i'm watching get up in the morning or you know first take and Stephen a <laughs> you know <laughs> i was in you know, philly when Stephen of... a started yeah <laughs> He's a, he's amazing. I'm not, yeah. I'm not down to see him. I love, love him. He's very entertaining. Um, but just, you know, it, thinking about like these players, they are humans as well. See, They're people don't well. understand that. Like they expect a professional athlete not to mess up. Like the pressure and the little bit of anxiety, you have to perform. And if you don't perform, you're not going to get that contract. You're not going to play. Because if you're not playing, it's, it's, well, what do you do now? Like, your whole life, you wanted to get on a stage like the NBA. And then it, it comes down to numbers and production. It, it just does. And then you get paid off of your upside and what they think that can be. And you even have to be in the right situation with the right coach, like on the right team. And it, mm -hmm. I was just blessed to be able to do that. And I didn't play my last three years. I'll, I'll add this, like, I was making a significant amount of money my last three years, and I was a guy that played in college, that's played all the way through college, gets to the NBA, then you have to wait your turn. And then my last three years, I don't play, and I'm trying to get another contract. That messed, up, that, that messed me up mentally, because I'm like, what am I going to do next? Right? I, I wasn't a guy that took advantage of developing those relationships with partners while I was playing. That's yeah. one of the key components that Magic Johnson said, who's my mentor, that he wished he would have developed those relationships. Mm -hmm. And he's doing it now, obviously, but, well, but it would have been a lot the easier. <laughs> the com <laughs> so he has the commanders, someone. he has the Dodgers, he yeah. has the Sparks. I think he has a, I think he has a soccer team. Um, it's just a variety of different things that he's created for himself and it's all because mm -hmm. of his brand. So it, yeah. it, it wasn't easy because those three years, I'm like, what am I going to do next? And I wanted another contract and people don't know this. I, I, I made a significant amount of money, but when I signed my deal, I left like 15 million on the table because I thought I was going to get another deal and I wanted yeah. to stay in Philly opposed to going somewhere else. So, yeah. Well, thank you for being vulnerable and sharing all of that. Yeah, the least you know, I we can were, do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Giving us the insider perspective. And I obviously have tons more questions, but we don't have time for that right yeah. now. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I played against Michael Jordan. Yeah. Oh, well, no, that. I mean, obviously, but, you know, I, not, I'm not going to, I'm not going to fangirl. I really want to focus more on this topic. And um, I always do think about that, especially when I see, um, and Nadia, this is your time when you tell me to be quiet. Um, <laughs> when I see things happen, like what happened to Aaron Rodgers and what he's going through now, I can only imagine what that's doing to him mentally. 
Um, he he was so prepared and ready to go and get the Jets on the map, and then four plays in, he's done for the season probably. Yeah. Um, it I can't imagine what that does to to an athlete um, at any Man. level. You know. He he's he's Aaron Rodgers, like a guy like him. <laughs> he'll get another chance if he wants. Some yeah. guys, when they get hurt, it's over. It's a wrap. And um, I know that he didn't want something like that to happen. Who does? Because obviously he wanted to prove himself. Like, I don't I don't need to be in Green Bay to, to still be good. And I still got it at, mm-hmm. at 39, right? But right. I feel like this is a guy that he's going to come back. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't think the story's over. Um, yeah. And he has that right. And he's seen the same surgeon that, that worked on Kobe Bryant from what I was told. So he's in good hands and see what happens. Yeah. And I'm just thinking about the different levels too. Even when that happens, when you're like a high school or college and you just, you know, you're dealing with classes and grades and parents and relationships. These these kids are making 200 (laughs) plus thousand to go to college. Nowadays. Don't go there. Don't, don't, don't go there. High school too. These kids are making money. If I was in college and we had NIL, oh my goodness, I would have wanted more years in college. Man. Yeah. Yep. Well, I'm interested to know a little bit more about the details of the projects that you're collaborating on um, with the Department of Health um, in New Mexico um, or any additional you know, projects that you'd like to, to share, but I'm interested to kind of dig into that. If you're, you're, you're willing to share a little bit with the audience. Put a boss ready on that one. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. Ready. <laughs> I'm ready. No, um, yeah, I mean, part of the work that we're doing across the country, but in New Mexico and with the department of health is really what we're doing today. And uh, like, I just want to, again, thank Kenny for being here because you don't, you know, 10, 15 years ago, right? Like when we were in school, you didn't see people talking about this and being open and vulnerable about their mental health. And now imagine, I mean, for any of us as adults, but especially the kids who are watching this, all the things that Kenny was feeling, you talk about not having confidence, not feeling good enough, trying to reinvent yourself or decide what to do after school or after a career change. Like those are things that even people at his level deal with. And I think that kids don't always Mm -hmm. realize that just to have somebody just come out and be open and vulnerable about that is, is huge. So I want to thank Kenny for that. And that's a big part of the work that we're doing. Um, So one thing we're doing with the department of health, we're really excited about this. We're going to be in Albuquerque mid November. We're keynoting the DOH conference. So we're going to be able to chat with all of the people uh, in New Mexico, in mental health, school-based services, and really just get that conversation going and talking about, you know, mental health in general, reducing stigma, and really starting about to talk about EdTech, which is, I know what this podcast is about, but um, some people might be surprised to know a lot of schools, yes, they're using technology, but they're not using mental health technology. And the idea that we have mental health within the schools is still very new. COVID kind of accelerated this, uh, but it's not like all the schools are are doing this and it's so easy and comfortable and they've been doing it forever. So Kenny and I are going to be able to go there and just talk to a whole lot of people about some of the work we've been doing at Neos and really just talking about best practices with mental health technology to get the schools a little bit more comfortable with ed tech. So we're pretty excited about that. That's awesome. I got a That's question awesome. for you guys. What are these numbers on this screen? 
which numbers? <laughs> I got like 95% on mine. Uh, what are these numbers that are coming in and out? I've never seen this before. Oh, that might be like your audio quality or your video quality that's oh, coming in. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. It's telling you how wonderful you are. You're doing fantastic. It's giving you positive <laughs> no, you reinforcement. Just, no, you just did a good job. You can say it again. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Uh, well, um, Catherine, I want to talk a little bit about what um, when you're going into schools, and I know that it's K through 12 higher ed. Like, what are some of the things that you do, and what you know, bringing Kenny in now, what's that going to do for the platform? Um, yeah. You know, how is that going to make a positive social impact, and you know, in the larger community? Because it's not just going to be in New Mexico, um, and you know, our podcast is international. Just saying, <laughs> um, it's going to be around. Uh, so people are going to start contacting you from other countries. So be prepared. Uh, so how how are you going to you know scale that? But beyond that, what's the impact that you think it's going to have, or that you are already seeing that it's having when you bring it into the schools and to these children? Oh, yeah, I guess a couple different things. And one of them is kind of going off of what I said before: is that mental health in the schools and mental health technology in the schools is still really new. And Kenny knows this from being on, I don't know how many conversations with me now and, and different potential partners where it's not like, oh, we've done this before. Okay, great. Let's do it again. It's really starting from day zero of what is this technology? How do we use it? What's the rollout plan? So there's so much to do there. And one of the exciting things that we're starting to do is kind of even take a step back from implementing the technology and just having conversations like this or keynote conversations or uh, Kenny has graciously kind of opened himself up to speaking engagements and going into, you know, schools and different opportunities. He does so much. He's really humble. Um, he does a lot about, you know, basketball tournaments and reaching thousands of kids in New Mexico. So having these opportunities to just kind of get your foot in the door and start to discuss mental health, that's like a stepping stone to implementing the actual program, which as we've seen can be implemented as a self-guided service, kind of opt-in for students, or in some schools, it's even integrated into the curriculum. That's awesome. I love that you're kind of creating that buy-in, kind of getting them um, just warmed up, excited, and to talk about um, these kind of topics um, and, get, and making them feel comfortable around it. Absolutely. I feel like it, like I said before, it's just not something that's talked about enough. And you yeah. can feel like kind of isolated when you're having those kinds of issues, you know, in school and you can go to the counselor, but maybe that's not the support that you necessarily need. So bringing this to the table is really going to help a lot of people. And, and they're kind of spread thin too, counselors. Like, yeah, I mean, yeah, because I, I almost went down that road. I started my degree in counseling, school counseling, and um, the pandemic hit and that kind of, you know, messed the whole, not really messed it up because I feel like I'm where I'm supposed to be, but, you know, it kind of put a little halt on the plan. So I think school counselors as well are spread spread thin. So it's kind of nice to have that additional support for for students. Yeah, um, absolutely. And oh, Colton's making an appearance. It's my dog, Colton. <laughs> <laughs> He's saying I. Um, yeah, I just I, I have so many questions floating through my head and, and things that I want to talk about um, with both of you. And again, Kenny, thank you so much for being here. And Catherine, thank you for doing what you're doing um, and really looking forward to hearing how things go with New Mexico and the keynote. Congratulations on that. That's a, yes, that's, that's amazing. Awesome. We hope sometime you'll come out to the East Coast to do some things so we could all meet up in person and say hi. Um, 
but one of the things that I, I do want to mention is that, uh, like I was saying before, these athletes, these people, they're humans. They do have real problems. Um, you know, Neo really puts it out there for people to take the, this journey and personalize learning and everybody needs to go ch definitely check it out. Um, you know, but in wrapping things up a little bit, um, are there any other sorts of projects or things that you have coming down the line that people should know about besides the keynote that you want to share and want to get out there? We're going to share everything because this is going to become an episode as well in the show notes and out there for, you know, LinkedIn world, YouTube world. Everybody's going to be able to find out what you both are doing in this wonderful collaboration. I mean, we have a we have a variety of different things that we're working on. Uh, we, we just kind of we just kind of brought up the keynote speaking thing because we know that that's happening. Um, yeah. You know, we can't talk about things. I can't talk about the things that we have going on because they haven't actually happened yet. So okay. I don't know if you want to add to that, Catherine. Yeah, without being too vague. Don't violate any NDA agreements. <laughs> Remember, that's that's always my thing. And when I ask this question, no NDA violations. Don't want to get in trouble. This but whatever is, you can share. This is what I'll say about some of the work Kenny and I are doing. It's really about being creative and how do you meet young people where they are. Uh, and some of the things that I think about is, um, and I think we talked about this, Holly, but remember those like kind of like kitschy like public health video series that they used to have like after school specials. <laughs> yeah. But like in their own way, as goofy as they were, they were innovative because they were on TV and they were trying to meet young people where they you were. You remembered it. You um, did something. So yeah. So it's it's kind of the same thing now. And we're thinking about media and technologies and some different partnerships and maybe some video series that we're looking forward to announcing soon. But how can we bring together, you know, people like Kenny who are really role models with young people talking about mental health uh, and just meet them in these kind of digital mediums where they are. I think that that's going to be really exciting. So kind of keep it posted uh, before we make those announcements. But I think there's going to be a lot more around that. And even stuff like he had mentioned with, you know, basketball tournaments and sports and some other folks that he's working with. It's like a really great way to meet young people outside of the doctor's office. Not that the doctor's office isn't important, but there are so many people who aren't ending up there for whatever reason. So like, I don't know, Kenny, if there's anything you want to share about the basketball tournaments and all the kids you're reaching, yeah. there's so much there as well. Thank you. Um, I actually just did a tournament for Memorial Day weekend. I partnered up with the city of Berlin, which is on the outskirts of Albuquerque, um, to where we had 18, like 18 or 19 gyms um, in Valencia County and kind of like in that whole outskirts of um, Albuquerque because we use Berlin's gyms and things like that. We had 250 teams, boys and girls from like wow. seven different states. So kind of like what I'm doing is uh, I'll have a tournament in like Albuquerque and then I'll go to like Roswell, New Mexico, which is right there by Texas, El Paso, where I live. Um, and then I'll go to like Hobbs, New Mexico next year, which is right there by Texas also. Um, and then up north, um, Santa Fe area where I just had my golf tournament up there. Um, and then there's just other opportunities of, of other places like Houston. I'm looking at having a tournament there. Um, Sacramento, of course. And then if I'm able to go to Philadelphia, that's fine as well. And, um, in that big tournament that I had, we had, teams from like Chihuahua, New Mexico, uh, Chihuahua, Mexico, like uh, Arkansas. Now they want us to go up to Arkansas and do a tournament. 
Um, the nice thing about it is in these different areas, I'm creating partnerships with the cities to where if they let us use their facilities, they get the opportunity to be able to make money as well. If it's a percentage of the door or if it's concession or whatever it may be. And we're not charging a lot per team. Um, we're charging like a few hundred bucks. It's not like it's like six, seven hundred bucks for like three or four games. And it's a couple hundred for like three to five games. And then they get trophies and then they get to meet me because I'm jumping around to all of these facilities and taking pictures and the visibility there. Because with my name being attached, they obviously want to see me being there. So I'm not going to be able to make them all, but it's it's becoming a regular thing to where I'm having tournaments on a consistent basis. Like my next one was coming up in December um, here in New Mexico. So it's going to be around the holidays to give the kids an out. Um, during that time because they're usually on breaker day to keep them active and have them doing something. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh my goodness. You're doing a lot. Well, doing I, heard, lot. I, I, I heard Philadelphia, so that's over this way. <laughs> yeah, we, we, we haven't started up there yet, but I'm hoping to get into that market with some other things that I have going on with some, with some of my business partners out of LA. Um, yeah. Yeah. We'll see what happens. I love everything that you're doing, and I'm sure that we could probably talk for hours and hours because <laughs> you're just so genuine, back. and it is, and you're just so you are very charming. Um, and it's oh, been an absolute you. pleasure having you on and putting you on this platform and expressing your vulnerability. And also, Catherine, you know I admire you and all the things that you've been doing and watching Neos grow to this point is unbelievable and I can't wait to see where it goes next. Um, so we want to wrap up with some final thoughts, anything else that you, you want to share with us or share with the audience? Um, anything that we forgot to talk about because I'm just so into my sports brain right now. I blame Kenny um, for being a professional athlete. Uh, so anything else that you want to share with the audience? Ladies first. All right. Well, because I'm about had... to pump my social media. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yes. And his wine company, Kenny has so much going on. It's so cool to work he with does. like a fellow entrepreneur and, and really get his perspective. But um, to kind of bring it back to the ed tech before we jump into Kenny's stuff, because I know there's a lot of people listening <laughs> and ed tech is their thing. I was just um, all day kind of looking through some data. We had an implementation, a big implementation with a university. I'm not going to name them uh, because they probably want to make the announcement about some of this data coming out. But we were looking through some of the data coming out. We did a large study last year with schools. Um, and something really cool that I noticed from this data coming out is that we had worked with schools. These are K-12 schools. And they were kids with really more intense behavioral health needs. And I think a lot of times when people think mental health, they think, you know, anxiety and depression, but these were sites. And as far as I know, for the first time where we were looking at digital mental health with yes, those kind of traditional mental health conditions, but also comorbid with things like ADHD or autism. So they had like a combination of kind of developmental and mental health issues. And we were trying to support them all. Um, and what we found is that when we use this classroom model, so teachers integrating it into the classroom, reducing stigma, talking about mental health, over 50% of the kids in these schools were what we are calling super users on Neo. They were logging in 
30 plus times throughout the school year. So it's not like they're signing up once, eh, not interested, like they're going back and they're going back. Um, and we're about to release some, a case study about it with like all these nice quotes from the kids where they show, this is how it helped me. Um, that We use the crisis AI. It was able to identify a bunch of kids within 10 minutes. We could notify the schools and let them know kids were struggling. So it's really cool to start to play around with this and implement it into the classroom and see how when teachers and other folks get involved in the school, how it can just bolster the effect of this program. Yeah. What she absolutely. just said. <laughs> I can't Another top plus that. one from Kenny. I can't top that. <laughs> Kenny Thomas MBA social media handle. Follow me. <laughs> That's all I yes, got. <laughs> absolutely. Follow Kenny. He's so genuine and he does a lot of great things out in the community. Um, yeah. I've been low key stalking you since Catherine said you were coming on the show. Oh, Jesus. Uh, <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> Um, no well, shame in your game, Holly. No, no. no I have no, to research. No, don't hate. Do you feel the same way. It's all good. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, we, we, yeah, go ahead, Kenny. No, I was just going to say I would love to come back. Um, Catherine, Please. whatever you need, obviously, you guys just let me know. I had fun. Thank you. That's all yeah, I Yeah, we, we do uh, Where Are They Where Now are they episodes. Now? We and we will we would what? absolutely put you at the top of the list. We want to see in six to twelve months what you are doing with this collaboration, how much it's spreading, and all the great things that you're doing, and share it with our audience um, because we're all about stories and we're all about helping people here at Up at Tech. So we can't thank really? you enough, Kenny, for your time, Catherine, for your time and being with us this afternoon, this evening, and all the listeners out there. This is an amazing episode. Thanks for joining us. We really appreciate it. Yes, totally. Thank you guys for having me. The Ed Up Ed Tech Podcast. <laughs> with Holly and right. Nadia. With Holly and Nadia. Dang, I left that part out. With the amazing <laughs> okay, Holly I got and you, Nadia. Kenny. I got you. <laughs> Thank you, ladies.